0: Good morning, everybody. So, uh, we read this week this Parashah Vayishlach. One of the one of the characters uh, we say the the supporting actors we, we we often find we learn a lot from the supporting actors is Dinah in this week's Perashah We see in the beginning of the Perasha, we see that Yaakov comes with his eleven sons and his two wives and his two the the two concubines. And you say, you count all the people and you're missing someone. And you're missing Dinah. And Rashi says, where is Dinah?" Rashi says, "Dinah, he hid her, Yaakov hid her in a box. Who else hid someone in a box to protect them from uh, looking? Abraham. Abraham Avinu hid Sarah in a box when they went to Egypt. So he says, why was, why was Yaakov hiding Dinah in a box? He didn't want his brother Esav to see her. Because he was afraid that Esav would see her and want to marry her, and we say also because of this, Yaakov Avinu was punished that Dinah was later taken. The rabbis say that had Esav married Dinah, it would have changed Esav completely. She would have had the power to change him. Where does that come from? uh, Dinah's mother is Leah. Leah is the soulmate of Esav in reality. And what happens is she she cries not to marry him. She marries Yaakov, but her daughter Dinah, who's even stronger than her mother, could have changed him completely. Now what happens? It says, it says, Dinah went out. Rashi writes, Dinah went out like her mother went out, like mother, like daughter. When I grew up, when I was a little kid, when I first learned it, I learned, you know, like Leah went out. She did what she wasn't supposed to do. She was supposed to stay home. Her daughter went out. Her daughter went out with the girls. Meaning she went like to the mall. I remember the way the rabbi taught us. She, like, she went to the mall to go be like one of the locals. What happens is she gets herself in trouble. The blame when I was younger went on Dina. But it's not, a good, uh, it's not such a good explanation. Because what do you mean her mother went out? So the example of her mother went out... Is when we had Reuven went and found the dudaim, the uh, the flowers that had a uh, a property of helping someone to uh, to maybe in infertility. Uh, Rachel wanted them, mandrakes. the mandrakes. Rachel wanted them, and they make a deal, Rachel and Leah, that okay, you're going to stay with my husband tonight. So what happened? Leah went out to Yaakov in order to tell him not that he should come in and he should be embarrassed. She went out to tell him so that he would know before he came. And what happens from that night? Who's born from that night? The Torah tells us Yisachar. Yisachar is the paradigm of Torah. He's the Torah scholar. And who comes after him? Zivulun. Zivulun is the paradigm for the person who supports Torah. And if you're going to tell me Le'ah did something wrong, how can we say that? Because Le'ah's her, her third son is Levi. Levi is the, the ancestor of the Levi'im and the Kohanim. And her fourth son is Yehuda. Yehuda is the ancestor of David HaMelech and Mashiach. So you can't say Le'ah was something bad from Le'ah. So if you're going to say she didn't do something wrong, then how do we look at what her daughter is. What was it, the idea of her going out? We see that she goes out, and she thought she would be protected. Why did she think that she would be protected? She said, look, my great-grandmother, Sarah, was taken prisoner by Paro, and Bishut Abraham, nothing happened to her. And my grandmother, Rivka, was taken by Avimelech, and Bishut Yitzchak, nothing happened to her. I'm the daughter of Yaakov, who's the chosen of all of the forefathers. My brothers are the 12 tribes. The Shekhinah is here with us. If my great-grandmother was protected and my grandmother was protected, shouldn't I be protected? That was her thinking. It's interesting because the orachaim brings, the only reason she wasn't is because Hamor wasn't at the, I mean, uh, Shechem wasn't at the level of Haron Avimelech, which I, I don't understand. But anyway, that's why she wasn't. But it's really a little different. It says, what happens? He sees her, he takes her, he sleeps with her, and then he causes her distress, and then he loves her. Very strange, very strange uh, level of, uh, of a relationship here. It says, what happened? His soul was drawn to her. And when she went out, why did she go out? So Rabbeinu Ari says something unbelievable. She went out to retrieve the soul of Rabbi Akiva. What do you mean she went to retrieve the soul of Rabbi Akiva? The soul of Rabbi Akiva was hidden within Shechem himself. She went to draw the soul of Shechem out. And you see what happens is she's so powerful that even after everything occurs, the whole nation of Shechem is willing to do what? To get a Brit Milah because they want her to stay with them. That's how powerful she was. She had such a high, powerful soul. Had Hamor just had some level of self-control, similar to the story of Adam HaRishon, had he had a level of self-control and waited until after he got the Brit Milah, in order to sleep with her, then everything would have been different. But because he didn't have the self control, he fails. They all go get Rimila, but because he failed and he still had within him the neshama of of Rabbi Akiva, the brothers come and kill him. What happens to this neshama? This neshama comes back as possibly the son of Dinah, who is Dinah's son. So the rabbis say that the leader of the tribe of Shimon was actually the son of Dinah. And he goes later on and he sleeps with Cosby. And when he sleeps with Cosby, who is Cosby? She is the soul of Dinah and he's the soul of Shechem ben Hamor. Comes back a second time. And he sleeps and what happens is, again, he jumps the gun. He tells Moshe Rabbeinu... Uh, you could sleep with a Midianite. I could sleep with a Midianite. You remember the story, right? This is the story when they when they go when they, the women of Midian come, and Kozbi comes and she sleeps with uh, what's his what's his name uh, Ben. Uh, he's the, the leader of the tribe of Shimon, and she sleeps with him. And then what happens is the story of of, of Pinchas comes and he kills them both with the spear. What happened again? They jumped the gun. They should have waited. He should have waited until she, as Cosby, would have converted. He would have been able to marry her. And then what happens? They come back a third time. When did they come back a third time? They come back a third time as the soul of Rabbi Akiva and the wife of Tunis Rufus. Tunis Rufus was the, was the governor of, uh, of Israel at the time, the Roman governor. And he hated Rabbi Akiva. So he tells his wife, I hate this man more than anything. Every time I get in a debate with him, he defeats me in the debate. She says to him, don't worry, I'll take care of him. What is she going to do? She says, the God of the Jews hates when people are uh, promiscuous. I'm going to seduce Rabbi Akiva. She comes to visit Rabbi Akiva in her birthday suit and she tries to seduce him. The Gemara says, what does Rabbi Akiva do? He cries, he spits, he laughs. What does he do these three things? She asks him, what are you doing? You're rejecting me? He says, I'm spitting because you only come from a tipa nothing. You come from some, uh, some, some sperm. That's all you are, nothing. And I'm crying because no matter, you're the most beautiful woman in the world, but in the end, you're going to be buried. And she says, why are you laughing? He says, I can't tell you. What happens? She's so impressed by Rabbi Akiva's self-control, that she's willing to give herself to him. And he's saying, no, you're a woman, you should have self-respect. You should know who you are. You shouldn't be doing things like this. What does she do? She goes and she starts to study about the Jewish religion. Tunis Rufus dies. She inherits all of the wealth of Tunis Rufus. And what does she then do? She goes and she marries Rabbi Akiva. And this is the tikkun for what happens with Dinah and Shechem. This is the tikkun what happens with uh, um, Adam and Chava away. And this is the tikkun who happens with uh, with Cosby, uh, Cosby and uh, Come on, huh? Zimri. Zimri, thank you, Cosby and Zimri. And this, this fixes it all. What happens? How do you see all of the relationship are the same? When Shechem gets killed, how does Shechem get killed? Shechem gets killed with a sword. When Zimri gets killed, how does he get killed? With a spear, with iron again. And Rabbi Akiva gets killed, how does he get killed? They comb his skin with iron. All three stories the same. We see that in the time of... Rabbi, of, of, of they say that how many people did, uh, did they kill? How many people did Shimon and Levi kill? Shimon and Levi killed 24,000 from Shechem. This, then we see 24,000 die in the story of Zimri. We see also twenty four thousand of the students of Rabbi Akiva that die. All the stories correlate. The other part of the story that brings it all together is the idea of a donkey. The idea of a donkey comes in each of the stories. We see we see that that uh, that, that, that Shechem is Ben chamor We see Rabbi Akiva when he says, "Before I became I became observant. If I would have debated with the rabbis, I would have bit them like a what." Not like a dog, like a donkey. Why like a donkey? Because a dog breaks skin, a donkey breaks bones. So we see that this whole story of Dinah is really, according to the Ari, in order to draw out the soul of Rabbi Akiva, and let Rabbi Akiva, who's the one who eventually passes the test of self-control, and it brings us back to what life is all about. And one of the things the Ari says is that life is all about a single test. You want something, you probably could have it but you just have to have self-control to have it in the right time. If you jump the gun, you fail. If you have self-control, you'll be able to get whatever you want.